This is A-State Connections on KASU. I'm Jonathan Reeves. This is a weekly segment called A-State Connections and Create at State, Making Connections That Count. Today, we start a series of podcasts that feature sixth graders at Nettleton STEAM since the beginning of the academic school year in September. The Created State podcast has been featuring students from Nettleton STEAM as they have been working on projects that are related to the NASA Downlink curriculum. The last project for the school year was a podcast project where sixth graders were to create and record a podcast relating to weather or climate. And what you'll hear today and over the next several weeks are the sixth graders from Nettleton STEAM who've worked on that project. Today we start with Jeremiah Goodman, Terrell Butler, Camden Williams, and Harvey Nash. Good morning, ladies and gents. My name is Jeremiah. I'm here with Harvey Nash, Camden Williams, and Terrell Butler. And you're listening to the official A70 podcast. Today we will be talking about weather. What kind of weather you ask? All kinds, such as tornadoes, tsunamis, thunderstorms, and many more. Our first question is from Josh. Josh asks, how are tornadoes formed? Wow, that's a great question, Josh. Well, the supercell, which is the so-called base of the tornado, is a deep rotating updraft. These supercells can last up to four hours. The second thing is, when high air goes up and cold air goes down, which causes the spinning clone-shaped cloud. This clone-shaped cloud can destroy anything in its path. Well, that's all for tornadoes. Now it's time to pass it to Zarell to talk about the thunderstorms. My name is Zarell Butler, and I'll be giving you information about thunderstorms. Thunderstorms form when warm, moist air rises into cold air. The warm air becomes cooler, which causes moisture called water vapor. To form small water droplets, a process called condensation. If this happens with large amounts of air and moisture, a thunderstorm can form. A thunderstorm, also known as an electrical storm known or a lightning storm, is a storm characterized by the presence of lightning and its acoustic effect on the Earth's atmosphere, known as thunder. Relatively, weak thunderstorms are sometimes called thunder showers. Thunder showers, thunderstorms occur in a type of cloud known as cumulonimbus. Hey Cam, so people don't know what cumulonimbus clouds are. Can you tell them what they are? Yes, I can. Cumulonimbus clouds are menacing-looking, multi-level clouds extending high into the sky and towers. They are usually complained by strong winds and often produce heavy rain and sometimes snow, sleet, or hail. But sometimes thunderstorms produce little precipitation or no precipitation at all. Thunderstorms may line up in a series or become a rain band known as a squall line. Strong or severe thunderstorms include some of the most dangerous weather phenomena, including large hail, strong winds, and tornadoes. Some of the most persistent severe thunderstorms known as supercells rotate as do cyclones that eat through. While most thunderstorms move with the mean wind flow through the layer of the troposphere that they occupy, vertical wind shear sometimes causes a devastation in their course at a right angle to the wind shear direction. I'm done talking about thunderstorms, now I'm passing it to Camden. Take it away, Camden. My name is Camden, and I'm going to talk about tsunamis. A tsunami starts off with an earthquake, and it makes the plates under the sand shake so much that the water will rise into a high wave of water, which causes a tsunami. 
in the series of waves in a water body caused by the displacement of a large volume of water generally in the ocean or a large lake. Earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, and other underwater explosions, including detonations, landslides, glacier calvings, meteorite impacts, and other disturbances. Above or below water all have the potential to generate a tsunami. Unlike normal ocean waves, which are generated by the wind, or tides, which are generated by the gravitational pull of the moon and the sun, a tsunami is generated by the displacement of water. Now we're going to give the mic to Harvey. Hi, I'm Harvey. I'm going to tell you about hurricanes known generically as tropical silicones and also low-pressure systems with organized thunderstorms activity that form over tropical or subtropical waters. They gain energy from warm waters, hurricanes, and are real deal natural disasters. Their paths are totally out of control. Their winds can wipe away a coastline in no time. These tropical cyclones typically form in the eastern Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, and the Gulf of Mexico and move inland, causing flash floods, mudslides, and irreparable damage to communities and habitats. While hurricanes can be scary, they can also be scary interesting. So, in honor of Hurricane Matthew, we rounded up some facts to put in your pockets for a rainy day. Winds can be at least 74 miles per hour to be classified as a hurricane. Anything less than 74 miles is considered a tropical storm and less than 35 miles per hour is considered a tropical depression. So far, Simpson hurricane scale ranks hurricanes into five categories. Category one must have wind speeds raging between 74 and 95 miles per hour. While category five must be have must have wind speed that have at least 155 miles per hour. Well, that's all for our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned some new things about weather. That was Harvey Nash, Jeremiah Goodman, Terrell Butler, and Camden Williams. Next are Kyler Robertson and Latavius Hurd. Hello, everyone. We are excited today to talk to you about tornadoes. Hi, Kyler. I love this time of year. You do? Tell me why, Latavius. Tornadoes. Tornadoes? Yes, awesome tornadoes with lots of wind and different shapes of tornadoes. I love it. I have always wondered how they are formed. Well, you know, I was just reading something on how tornadoes form. There are a couple steps to it. Tell me more. Tornadoes form when warm, humid air collides with cold, dry air. The denser, cold air is pushed over the warm air, usually producing thunderstorms. The warm air rises through the colder air, causing an updraft. The updraft will begin to rotate if winds vary sharply in speed or direction. That is so cool. Do you know why tornadoes are so dangerous? Yes, I was actually reading about that too. So why are they so dangerous? They are so dangerous because of the strong winds they contain and the flying debris they create. Wind speeds that high can cause automobiles to become airborne, rip ordinary homes to shreds, and turn broken glass and other debris into lethal missiles. 
do you maybe know how fast they are moving? Yes, I actually do. Tornadoes generally travel from the southwest at an average speed of 30 miles per hour. However, some tornadoes can have very crazy paths with speeds approaching 70 miles per hour. Wow, that is so cool. I never knew any, any of that. Hey, Carlin, can I ask you just one more question? Of course. What is the deadliest tornado? The deadliest tornado ever was May 22, 2011 in Joplin, Missouri. This tornado has been the deadliest since 1950. There were 158 killed and 1,150 injured. There were 4,000 houses destroyed, too. Okay, Latavius, you have asked me some good questions. Now, Latavius, it's your turn. Okay, give me some questions. What is a tornado? A tornado is a violent routing column of air extending from thunderstorms to the ground. The most violent tornadoes are capable of tremendous destructions with, with wide speeds, wide speeds up to 300 miles per hour. They can destroy large buildings, uproot trees, uproot trees, and hurl vehicles hundreds of yards. What do tornadoes look like? Tornadoes can appear as a traditional funnel shape, or it's a slender rope-like form. Some have a turning smoky look to them, and others contain multiple vortices, which are small individual tornadoes routing around common centers. How many tornadoes occur in the U.S. each year? In terms of absolute tornadoes counts, the U.S. leads the list with an average of over a thousand tornadoes recorded each year. Over a thousand tornadoes recorded each year? Wow. Tornadoes, can tornadoes be stopped? It's possible to stop a tornado. Tornadoes are nature's most powerful force to contain six times the energy deciding of a hurricane. One more last question. Okay. How long is a tornado usually on the ground? This time can arrange from a instant to several hours. The average is about five minutes. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast today and learning facts about tornadoes. That was Kyler Robertson and Latavius Hurd. Next is Caden Cochran with his podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Kaden, and welcome back to another episode of I Don't Know What to Talk About Anymore, so I've resorted to random life experiences for questions, which I've recently been told makes an interesting acronym. 
If you're new here, I try to make my life seem interesting and pretend I actually learned something. Today, we talk about weather fronts. This would be the place I put a personal story usually relating to weather and weather fronts about when and why I chose this question, but I hardly spend any time outdoors, so I probably don't have anything. Anyways, what are weather fronts? The Google definition for a weather front is the boundary separating air masses of several characteristics, such as air density, wind, and humidity. In an understandable form, weather fronts are made up of air masses. An air mass is a large body of air with temperature and humidity that almost always stays the same. So all these air masses have their own characteristics, and these characteristics are categorized into four types. Arctic, tropical, polar, and equatorial. The different arrangements of air masses are called fronts. In other instances, some weather fronts are made up of other weather fronts. More about that later. So weather fronts are the arrangement of air masses. Along with air masses, weather fronts come in different forms, such as cold fronts, warm fronts, stationary fronts, and occluded fronts. Those will be what we'll talk about today. First, we'll talk about cold fronts. Cold fronts occur when a cold air mass moves faster than a warm air mass and pushes the warm air mass up. So the cold mass is moving along and runs into a warm mass. Since the cold mass is more dense than the warm mass, the cold mass sinks and pushes the warm mass up. This can result in a short time period of heavy rain and possibly thunderstorms. On weather maps, the surface position of the cold front is marked by a blue line with triangles pointing in the direction of cold air travel, and it's placed at the leading edge of the cooler air mass. Next, we'll talk about warm fronts. Warm fronts usually move slower than cold fronts, so the warm front steadily raises above the cold air mass and can cause gentle showers for long periods of time. Warm fronts move more slowly than cold fronts because it's more difficult for the warm air to push the cold. On weather maps, Warm fronts are represented by a red line with semicircles pointing in the direction of warm air travel, and it's placed at the leading edge of the warmer air mass. Now, let's talk about some fun ones. We'll start with the stationary front. Stationary fronts occur when a warm front and a cold front meet, but can't pass each other. As the name implies, a stationary front doesn't move very fast. It can stay over one area for several days. Stationary fronts produce clear skies, partly cloudy skies, and occasional light rain. On weather maps, stationary fronts are represented by a red and blue line with triangles pointing in the direction of cold air travel, and red semicircles pointing in the direction of warm air travel. To me, it kind of looks like the two colliding fronts pushing against each other. This next one's my favorite, the occluded front. The occluded front is the combination of two fronts that form when a warm front gets overtaken by a cold front. The reason this happens is because cold fronts move faster than warm fronts, which we talked about earlier. The front produces a mix of rain and thunderstorms. On weather maps, it's represented by a purple or pink line with alternating triangles 
in semicircles pointing in the direction of air travel. Those were the four categories of weather fronts. Thank you for listening. Or at least I hope you did, because it's time for the pop quiz. The rules are simple. On a piece of paper, write numbers 1 through 10. Each question will have three possible answers, A, B, or C. I'll ask questions and you'll answer them. Afterwards, we'll review the test and see how badly you did. Also, please don't lie about your score, because we have cameras. Lots of cameras. Try your best and don't get them wrong, because these questions will have a colossal impact on your grades in school, past or present, and your future financial situation. Now, I'll give you a few seconds to find your pencil and paper. Feel free to pause at any time. go. Question number one. What was the third front we learned about called? A. An occluded front. B. A stationary front. Or C. A large unicorn being with con candy for skin. Question number two. Which front can cause heavy rain and thunderstorms? A. A warm front. B. An occluded front. Or C. A cold front. Question number three. Which front is represented by a pink line with alternating triangles and semicircles pointing in the direction of air travel? A. A stationary front. B. A warm front. Or C. An occluded front. Question number four. Which air mass is the fastest? A. A cold air mass. B. A warm air mass. Or C. An attack helicopter armed with nuclear toasters piloted by a master of the art of glitter glue. Question number five. Which of the following describes how a warm air mass is represented on weather maps? A. A red line with triangles. B. A red line with semicircles. C. A blue line with semicircles. Question number six. Identify one of the following that is not a real weather front. A. A warm front. B. An omitted front. Or C. A stationary front. Question number seven. Which of the fronts is my favorite? A, a cold front, B, a stationary front, or C, an occluded front. Question number eight. Which front is represented by a red and blue line with triangles pointing in the direction of cold air travel and red semicircles pointing in the direction of warm air travel? A, an occluded front, B, a stationary front, or C, a cold front? Question number nine. Which of the following would be weather to expect from a warm front? A. Gentle showers. B. Thunderstorms. 
or see snow. Now, everyone prepare yourselves for the final question, the grand finale. Question number 10. What are weather fronts made of? A. Glass. B. Plastic. Or C. Air masses. I expected that to be more of a climactic question. Now it's time to go over your answers. Number one, the answer is B. Number two, the answer is C. Number three, the answer is C. Number four, the answer is A. On number five, if you guessed A, you'd be wrong because the correct answer is B. Number six, the answer is B. If you thought about number seven and perhaps thought there was a possible chance that C was possibly the answer, you'd be right. The answer for number eight is B. Number nine, the answer is B. Now for the grand finale, the final question, the end. To end all ending ends, the answer is C. It's obviously C. How would you not get C? Thank you for participating in the quiz. And thank you for watching. I don't know what to talk about anymore, so I've resorted to random life experiences for questions. Which I recently figured out is the reason why my parents view me as a disappointment. This has been Caden in the 6th grade at Nettleton Steam. Tell your friends you learned something. And that was Caden Cochran. We'll listen to next week for more weather podcasts on the Create at State podcast. And to hear more segments like this, you can subscribe to the Created State podcast on your favorite podcast app, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. And also take KASU with you wherever you go. You can listen to podcast segments on the KASU mobile app. And tell others about the Created State podcast. And whatever you use, please give us a five-star review. That allows the podcast to get out to more people. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. You're listening to A-State Connections on KASU and the Created State Podcast. I'm Jonathan Reeves.